Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. of the Wrestling Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, as always, Emerson Whitner, joined, as always, by my co-host, the only person that I've ever speared into a windowsill, my brother, Brian Whitner. <laughs> Brian, how are you doing this evening? I, I still believe all my brain damage to that windowsill, but uh, I'm, I'm doing okay this evening. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. Um, yeah, for um, those who've... Uh, um, I don't know if I've ever told the story about me doing the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the jump over you and falling down on the back of your neck. I gave you, I gave Brian a leapfrog once and used it as an offensive maneuver. Um, we were wrestling in a bed, in our bedroom and I speared Brian and the back of his head smashed off the windowsill. Yeah. <laughs> Did we get in trouble for that? I forget. No, no, I never found out. No. No, um, no, well, no. Eddie walked in on us. Mariano. No. You walked in on well, us. Well, um, like later on. Um, uh, we are a live show, and we do uh, accept call-ins. Your call-ins are only welcome. They are allowed. You can call us in right now at 718-766-4886. Our, the subject tonight is Clash of the Champions 31 from August of 1995, if you've never seen the show, I don't blame you. It's <laughs> yeah, not a, it's not a very good one, and we are. It's more of an open lines thing. Uh, we can uh, talk about pretty much anything. But first, before we get going, we got to talk about some big news. As uh, most of you heard, uh, most of you read on my Facebook, we're going to start off tonight with some big news. And you know, next week we were supposed to do the WWE Breaking Point 2009 pay per view. Um, which was the first and only pay-per-view that they centered around three submission match main events. Um, that's the reason why it never happened again. But, yes. and I'll give Wade Barrett his cue right now. We will not be reviewing the Breaking Point pay-per-view next week. Instead, we have a guest. What? I know. I'm shocked as you are, Brian. I but know. We are going to I'm be joined. Amazed. I know. Um, we are going to be joined by Brian Alvarez of Figure Four Weekly, F4WOnline.com, the co-host, or I'm sorry, the co-author of the Death of WCW, who's uh, t- 
10th anniversary edition is coming out this October. And so we're going to be, next week's show is going to just be us interviewing him. Uh, now, next week's show is pre-recorded, so there will not be any live call-ins. So, of course, next week of the week that everybody calls in because he's, yeah, uh, or, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's for next week, but on to this week. Um, yes. Um, and, Brian, before, uh, a few weeks ago, when you asked me for a good Clash of the Champions to watch, you wanted to watch 13, and I said I already watched yeah. that, um, yeah. and it wasn't very good. And so you're like, fine, I'll flip the numbers and watch Clash 31. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't I wasn't thinking straight. I was thinking this was the January of 96 Clash, which I remember being pretty decent. But no, this was the August of 1995 Clash. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I think I just may have wasted like an hour and a half of my time, of my life. Yes, you see, some of us watch... Now has last week's two hours and 20-minute life-altering event, but it's okay. At December to dismember. Um, I don't want to talk about that ever again. We will not, even though last week we had more listeners than any other show we've ever had. I think partly due to that we did December to dismember. Um, You know, before we go, I don't... Uh, before we get into reviewing this show, I want to play this one sound bit for you. And I okay. picked this up off of um, the WrestleCraft.com induction of Edge versus Kane in their 2010 feud, which included uh, Edge pretending to kill Paul Bearer about a dozen times. Uh, Paul, Paul, now in this Paul, match, Paul. the first superstar to climb the ladder and gain custody of the title will become the world heavyweight champion. Gain Gain custody? I couldn't stop laughing at the first time I heard that. (laughs) Poor Chill. Yes, and you know, Kane lost the belt to uh, Edge that night. Um, You know, Kane should have sued for partial custody of the title. He should have. I agree. You know, he, he might have, he might have won four, and he who the touch was. I know those custody lawsuits; they're a bitch, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, on to the show. This was um, a wacky show, kind of wedged in the middle of the fallout from Bash at the Beach and the build to both the first Nitro and Fall Brawl. Um, so there's actually a lot of people who didn't actually wrestle on the show. Um, yeah. WCW did do an hour pregame show um, on the main event, which was a WCW show before it was a WWE show. And uh, then for some reason they had Hogan wrestling on the pre-show instead of the uh, main Clash of the Champion show. Huh. Interesting. Was that the one he wrestled Kamala? Yes. Okay, I thought so. Okay, they did a they did a what's it called? It midway through the class of champions, like a segment of it. Mm-hmm. So let's hear on this clash. There was no Hogan, uh, no Savage. Um, Sting wrestled the opener, um, and is a very strange big show, for lack of a better word here. Um, yes. Starting off, starting off with. Meng and Kurosawa versus Sting and Road Warrior Hawk. Hmm. 
Um, I think Hawk and Animal were actually at this time not talking to each other, which is why um, Animal wasn't there. Uh, I The Michael Buffer moment of the night, and this is more of a WCW than a Michael Buffer moment, but he introduced Meng as somebody who could not be weighed. And, you know, oh. this was... If this was anybody else, like if they said that, for instance, Zodiac could not be weighed, I'd like, I don't get his fucking ass on the fucking scale and how much, how much he fucking weighs. For the love of fucking Christ. But I mean, nope, if make, I mean they weigh Yokozuna all the time, so why can't, why can't but, they weigh Meng? Oh, no, no. If Meng doesn't want to be weighed, I'm not. You're going to tell Meng he's going to be weighed? I will tell Ming right now he needs to get fucking ass on the scale and get weighed. So Michael Buffer wow. does not F up. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the opinion and the sole opinion of Brian Whitner, and his viewpoints do not necessarily represent those of Emerson Whitner. Well, um, you have multiple contacts. Get Ming on the show, and I will tell him to get his ass on a fucking scale and weigh him. I will be skipping but that show. But he has come on our show, though, first. I will be skipping that show, just letting you know. Um, no. <laughs> um, and let's see here. Um, Hawk pinned one of them. I wrote Hawk pinned Sting with the Doomsday device. Hawk did not pin yes. Sting. No. Um, Hawk, Hawk and Sting won the match. Say, yeah. um, I think, was, was it Carousala he pinned? Uh, yeah, it was Carousala. Or Carousala, or however the hell. Well, after the match, um, Kurosawa, being very angry that he lost the match, um, grabbed Hawk's arm and he broke it or he separated his shoulder or did some wacky rigmarole with it. But anyway, Hawk, they did an injury angle with Hawk that kept him out for a couple months. Hawk came back to do Halloween Havoc, losing again to Kurosawa. And I think he was in World War Three, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Thanks he was Brian. Brian goes, uh-huh, like he knows. Um, I know all. Well, actually, I don't. Yes. I'd love to say, um, how much do you know? Obviously not as much as you, you bastard. I'm still getting over two weeks ago. Well, we have another one coming up a little bit later. Um, yeah, hopefully tonight, because we're nice. It won't be, folks. Uh, DDP and Alex Wright, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, a couple things. Alex Wright, no entrance music. Don't know no. what the hell that what was up with that. He actually, but, started uh, walking out to the, he actually started walking out the tail end of DDP's entrance. Um, and then Kimberly, by the way, was really freaking hot. Yes. Still not my favorite yeah, Nitro really girl, but she... what? Do you remember when uh, they had the DDP having? Uh, this was when DDP quote unquote won thirteen million dollars. I could swear at one point they said he won it playing bingo, or actually it was Kimberly who won it, but DDP spent it for some reason. Um, and they were playing bingo, and all I could ever think to this day is. What fucking bingo parlor did they go to that you could win $13 million in? Because you and I have been to, have been to a lot of bingo parlors in our time, and 
I don't think I ever had a jackpot over a thousand. Nope. And we sure as hell didn't win those jackpots, but yeah, you know, it would have been nice. But yeah, a thirteen million dollar bingo card that would have been something. Yes. Yes. Um, kind of a weird finish. Um, and I guess one that you don't see too often these days, but. Alex uh, went for a dive over the top ropes. DDP moved. Uh-huh. Wright crashed and burned, so Paige rolled Alex into the ring and pinned him. Yeah, no diamond nope. cutter, no anything else. Just rolled him in and pinned him. He didn't even fall yeah. on his head. He fell on his ass. Yeah, so I like, I had to rewind and rewatch this to make sure that I saw that correctly. Yeah. Uh, they, the replay that they showed was of Paige making the cover, which, yeah, great. Um, That's what I said, too. Per- yeah. Um, promo with Flair and Arn Anderson, building up their handicap match with Vader later. The gist of it was Triple A was the, or Triple A, Double A was there to do uh, Flair's dirty work. Triple A, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah, Triple A. He's a Mexican wrestling promotion. Uh, of course. And roadside assistance. Yes, yes. Gets you 10% discounts on hotels. Yeah, let's not talk about hotels right now because I can go on a rant for like five minutes. But let's not talk about hotels right now. So, Brian, what do you think about hotels? No, it's okay. I'll pass on. I'll pass on my rant. But you know, this is hilarious. People who are listening and don't know the story, um, Brian's got um, a rant built up against a, a, a hotel chain. We won't mention its name here on the air, but um, I offered him the opportunity to rant and yell about it last week, and he said no, and then asked me why didn't I let him rant about it on the air. And so this week... No, you didn't mention it. You're right. I did it before the show started, and you said no. No, that's true. Uh Uh-huh. And then he blamed me for not letting him do it, and now this week, you know... Okay. Nothing yet. All right. So yeah, uh, make, give me some time, Brian. I'm still finding out inside information. So yeah, in, inside information. Great. We're gonna yeah. get sued, and this podcast is gonna be pulled off the air in five minutes. No, we're not getting um, sued. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm not getting sued for shit, especially by a company that rhymes with Barriot. <laughs> And a quick shout-out to a first-time listener, uh, Chris Warsinger, wants me to shout-out to his uh, band, Kill the Red Queen. It's a rock and roll band, I believe, out of Hazleton. So quick shout-out to him. Hazleton, Pennsylvania, by the way. And Warsinger, if you're going to listen to the damn show, call in. Okay? Yes. Um, Cousin John was our first call-in, but you can be the second one. It's okay. We would not mind at all. Um, yeah. And then after that, uh, we got a TV title match, TV title rematch, Renegade oh, yeah. versus Paul Orndorff. Um, you want to talk about this one? Uh, well, Renegade's like uh, WCW's version of the Ultimate Warrior, briefly. Um, Renegade's with Jimmy Hart, who's not very, who's enthusiastic, but not really enthusiastic. Um Orndorff gets in some offense to begin the match, not too much, and then uh, Renegade does his best Hulk up, 
and uh, hits a crossbody over the springboard crossbody for the victory. And then what really confuses me is they put on fireworks after the match. Because Renegade's such a big, huge star that they insist on putting fireworks off after his match. They, Why? They were trying. The world may never know. They were trying to build him up. Can't uh, fault yeah, them for actually trying. Right. Yeah. And of course. Yeah, no, it didn't work. You know, thankfully the world was spared, though, from Renegade becoming big, because then we would have had Hogan versus the Renegade, which can you imagine how bad that match would have been? Almost as bad as, like, Starcade, which is WCW's main pay-per-view every year. It's their WrestleMania. Hulk Hogan versus the Butcher. I don't know. And, you know, maybe Renegade would have been better off if he had the Disciple or something in his corner. Yes, yes, yes. Start the one renegade nation. <laughs> that may have worked. Yes. A man with no name. How many more Ed Leslie references can we get in tonight? Um, you mean the man who looks like a, our Uncle Jason? He takes things with brute force. Yes. Always has a pair of scissors on hand for whatever reason. <laughs> Poor E. Harrison Leslie. Um, yes. So anyway, uh, Orndorff, you know, this probably was the Renegade's best match as champion. Not that that's saying very much. However, mm-hmm. Orndorff, Orndorff just did everything. I think Renegade got almost no offense until the end. No. And he did a, it was a slingshot crossbody over the top. Um, that put Orndorff down for the Uno Dos Tres, and it was. I um, Well, you said it was a springboard. It, he didn't springboard off the ropes. He did a slingshot because he's on the apron. Slingshot himself over the ropes. I surprised he cleared the ropes. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> he slingshot himself over the ropes. Yeah, I'm surprised he cleared the ropes though. Is what oh, I'm I saying. Th- oh, I thought you said he did clear the ropes. I'm like, yes. No, no. Surprise, he cleared the rope. You know I could put you on mute, right? That would kind of suck for all of our listeners. Really, why would it suck for all our listeners? Because, like, I'm your gang to your gang. I'm your, I'm your jelly to your peanut butter. The, the, show, the show is just a two-man show. Yes, I speak 80% of the time, and you speak 20% of the time. I think Whoa. I could probably fill in those gaps. Nope. Nope. Alrighty, I'm ready for a break. Uh, break. Or... Or am I? That's right, folks. It's time once again... Brian Bigley and him to Stump Emerson, where Brian, who's currently 0 for 3, goes into the History Bank of Wrestling to find that one question that he thinks will be the one to stump me in trivia. And as uh, loyal listeners to our show will have heard, Brian's 0 for 3 right now. Yeah. I have the reverse Undertaker WrestleMania strike. 
That's where I you're don't remember. I don't remember what last week's question was, but you asked me the one about um, WCW when it's bought by Turner. Um, yeah, uh-huh. me. Um, Sandman being the mo- most time he set up your chance yet. And what was the other one you asked? Uh, a TNA's Indian program. Oh, Rita King. Alrighty. Yes, there you go. So, so Brian, are you ready? Maybe. Alrighty. Well, Brian, it's your chance. Go ahead and try to stump Emerson. Alright. Who is the only person to have an action figure made by each of the major wrestling promotions? Meaning who? Like WWE, WCW, ECW, and TNA. Is a major wrestling promotions. Okay. Um, let's see here. You have to go through everyone that was in all four companies. There weren't too many of them. Let's see here. There was Raven. He had a... I'm sure he had a WWE figure. I'm sure he had a TNA figure. I'm fairly certain he had an ECW figure. WCW, I'm not sure of. No on Jerry Lynn. Dudleys weren't really in WCW. Let's see... Going through all of Shane Douglas, no, he didn't. I'm, I'm sure he didn't have a WWF figure, Shane Douglas. Um, why is he laughing? Mm. Are you are you laughing over there? No, I, I took a sip of Diet Pepsi for the working man. Ah, um, let's see. I was waiting to throw, uh, I was waiting to throw that line in there. I one of these damn things. Yes, it finally hit. That you're a working man? No, Steve Austin thinks that this podcast strikes a fit to the working man, so yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Lance was over in TNA. I'm actually fairly confident it's Raven, because I'm pretty sure he would have done a um, WWE figure. And the only one I'm not 100% sure on is ECW, because I know they did the action figures there um, in 1999 when he came back. Um, and I'm just trying to think um, if he was it, because there weren't too many ECW action figures. Like it was Sabu who, um, maybe, no, it wouldn't have been Sabu. He didn't come by the time. I'm going to go with Raven. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Yes! 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 yes. Woo! I win! I win! Uh-huh. And who was it? <laughs> the God. What? Oh, Foley is good. Foley is good. Well, Next actually... Hmm, that's interesting. Well, um, actually, Mick Foley had an ECW action figure? Yes. Yes, he when did. did he have, when did he have an ECW action figure? Race time he was look. there. They started doing action figures, and he was one of the first ones. Let me look this up here. I'm going to go to Yahoo. Mick Foley ECW action figure. I want to see your, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, I want to see your sources, because I don't believe there was one. Uh, and, in fact, I'm almost 100% sure there was a Raven one. Um, yeah, I want to see... Um, Brian, are you still there? Yes, of course I'm still here. Hello? 
Hello, is anybody there? Hello? Boy, what the hell happened? Um, I hope, um, I don't know where Brian is. Um, Brian, can you hear me? Brian, are you there? I I don't know if this show is on the air or not, so I'm going to call Brian here. Um, on the cell phone. Brian, are you there? On. Hey. Hello? Okay. I think I'm on the air. I honestly don't know. Um, this, I think I'm on the air. I do not know. Um, let's see here. Who would have thought that would be the end of the freaking of the freaking show? Um, you said we're still on live. Go, uh, press unmuted, see if you can hear me. Um, and I apologize if anyone is listening to this, because right now, obviously, we're going through some technical difficulties. Oh, great. Um, I don't know if anyone can pick up Brian, who I'm calling on my cell phone. Um, apparently, uh, yeah. So Brian's going to call back in right now. Um, I have no idea what just happened. Um, somewhere in there we got some some bad mojo here on the lines because uh, Brian um, was on the line and all of a sudden, I don't know what y'all heard, but there was some scratching and suddenly he wasn't there. Um, and it looked like it looked like I wasn't there. Um, and yes, if you are looking at this, then uh, we are still alive. I'm on the air, and let me try to bring Brian back onto the air right now. Brian, are you Hi. there? Oh, yeah, crap. can you hear it? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, damn um, weather. Damn mother nature. What the is, hell happened? Is that, is that what's happening over there? I I'm in, I know there's a storm brewing my way. I mean, I think it's here right now. So, so there, There's nothing on my end. I mean, I don't know what uh, happened there, but yeah. I was just telling the people... Um, that, uh, you know, you were on the line, and I was looking up uh, to find, for you to show me proof about the Mick Foley figure, and uh, I, we, you, it started clicking a bit, and then you, we lost you. I don't know what it went like on the air, if you were listening to the show, and again, we apologize to everyone for that fun delay. Um, we took a timeout there, right in the middle. Yes. And that time out was brought to you by Figure Four Weekly. It was brought, really. You want to throw them under the bus? <laughs> so, um, try to going back to uh, um, what we were talking about. Where I want to see proof of a Mick Foley ECW produced action figure because I looked while we were. I don't know if you're still on the air when I found it, but I found the Raven WWE, WCW, ECW, and TNA action figure. So I know there's one of him. 
Yeah, the WCW one at the was that the one with the trash can? Yes. So where uh and I checked Mick Foley ECW action figure. I don't know where you were looking, my friend, but it might have been a WWE produced ECW set or something, like released in two thousand six or something, but but yeah, I'm I searched uh, Mick Foley ECW action figure and Cactus Jack ECW action figure. Mick Foley, if you're listening to this right now and can call in to confirm one way or the other, it'd be appreciated. That would be awesome if Mick Foley listened to our podcast. It would be. In fact, we encourage all this, all callers, not just Mick, but all callers at 718-766-4886. We promise to try to not to lose you. And the funny thing is, before you know, we were going there, I was afraid that uh, we were running short on time, or like we didn't have enough stuff to talk about. But hey, we do. Yep, all of a sudden we just got a whole bunch of extra time on our hands. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're still going here. Um, back to the show. They literally, my, like if you include commercial breaks, and we watched the WWE Network version, there weren't. They took out all the commercial breaks. But if no, you include the commercial, yes, they did. What commercial break? No, they did. I had like four commercial breaks. Yes, they showed like the uh, Harley Davidson com- contest because that was a WCW thing. They showed a fall brawl yeah. commercial because that was a WCW thing. It's not like they showed the westerns that are going to be on TBS tomorrow morning at nine oh five a.m. They did like a RoboCop one. It they was. Did. It was. Yeah, that was a. It was Italian with the WCW thing. I forget exactly what it was, but the only commercials they show are things that are tied in with the show or tied in with the company. Yeah. It's not like suddenly stopped and said, tomorrow morning at 9.05 a.m., the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, no, it wasn't like that, but, yeah, it was still there. But but before you cut me off there... Um, <laughs> Sorry. How dare you? I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll get rid... <laughs> You know what the funny part? Huh? Weren't we just saying like about ten minutes before you know all that shit happened that I could do the show without you? Yeah, did, yeah, you just did the show without me. See, karma. And yes, and about hey, this big black chick. and and hey, if I knew we were actually on the air, it would have been better than what it was. Um, <laughs> can only imagine how much dead air people heard. Um, but there. <laughs> There must have been at least 15 minutes between the Renegade Paul Orndorff match and the next match, uh, which we'll get to, because they just killed a lot of time. And they yeah. could have had a sixth match. They could have, I don't know what the hell match they would have given more time to, maybe the main event. But, um, yeah, it's, they really I didn't have a, they really didn't have a whole lot of stuff to put on the air. Um, they had a Vader promo. Vader basically promised to win, and that's it. Really? I know. He didn't, he didn't think he was going to lose. Yep. Confident. Um, confident man. He had a six-person tag with the WCW World Tag Team Champions, Buckhouse Buck and Dirty Dick Slater, who it's still amazing almost 20 years later that the WCW World Tag Team Champions were Bunkhouse Buck and Dick Slater in 1995. Mm. And anyway, they teamed, they teamed with Colonel Rob Parker 
in a uh, six-person mixed tag team match against Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry, um, where if Harlem Heat won, uh, they would get a future tag team title match. Yes, yes. Yes. Parker was trying to get her hands on Parker the entire match. Uh, Parker wrestled in the suit. Sherry, who was for some reason covered in glitter, uh, she was in, she wrestled in her dress. And you know, wrestling is probably the um, like not the uh, best term to put what they were doing in there. <laughs> Especially those two. And they yeah. actually got into the match. Stevie Ray too. I don't think uh, he was uh, doing too many step over toe holds. No, no. He was not channeling his inner funk, for sure. And, oh, Stevie. Oh, I can't do a Terry Funk impersonation. <laughs> um, Tony Schiavone got really, really super-duper excited during this match. Now, well, was it because Booker T... Now, did Booker T do something crazy, or was there some great brawling, or what? No. <laughs> Tony got excited to announce the Harley-Davidson Motorcycle Giveaway Contest. I thought he might have creamed himself right there when he was announcing it. Like, you've never seen a person so happy to announce a motorcycle giveaway contest. Yes, this is Any, very terrible. Anything? Yeah, I'm, yeah, he creamed himself. He had to have. So um, tell, tell the listeners how Sherry won the match for her team. She hit a Lufez Prez on Colonel Robert Parker and made out with him while Nick Patrick counted the quick three. I, I, I didn't even think it was a Lufez Prez. I just thought, it, like, she just jumped into his arms and started French kissing him, and he fell backwards. Well, it looks like a Lufez Prez. Not as good as Austin's or Lufez's Lufez Prez, but yes. How, how about Jungle Jim Steele Lufez Prez? Who? Jungle Jim Steel. You took sure. that yeah, shit. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You, uh, you're obviously a student of the game, which is why, by the way, I consider you 0 for 4 until I see proof otherwise. No, I am the yes. 1 and 1 in 3. Nope. Yes. How, can, how, how can you accept that as a victory? I've proven you wrong. Nope. There was no nope. there was no Cactus Jack ECW action figure, and there were Raven action figures from all four companies. I am the one in one and three. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's going to tell himself that for a long time, folks. If anything else, some sleep yeah. at night. Anyway, Colonel Parker, who uh, um, was in love with Sherry ten minutes earlier, tried to flee into the tried to flee into the crowd to get away from Sherry because. Once she got some, she won some more. Yeah. 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 Um, Hulk Hogan promo. We had to do a promo to build up him going into the Dungeon of Doom. He couldn't just do it. Yeah, I had no comment. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... Um, Mean Gene Okerlund came out and interviewed uh, um, and a child uh, who was muscular dystrophy, who was, I don't know what, he was just there basically to promote Fall Brawl. They brought out the kid to promote the next pay-per-view, 
And, you know, I don't know if they might have done better buys than if, you know, they were out Hulk Hogan to talk about it. I, yeah. But uh, um, Randy Savage came out and encouraged the child to talk about how great Fall Brawl would be. I can't believe he made that child lie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, if Vader didn't get his ass handed to him by Paul Ondorf and flip-flops, he might have made it interesting, that War Games match. But, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, he might have. Well, he might have. Um, and then we get um, the Dungeon of Doom segment, where Hulk Hogan entered to confront Kevin Sullivan and the Taskmaster. And what I laughed at, and I don't know if you noticed this or not, Hogan went through the entrance door, because they had an entrance door at the Dungeon of Doom. Of course. And this, by the way, was not the famous segment where he starts yelling that there's no Hulkamaniacs in here, and he picks up some water and yells that it's not hot. No, no, he just went in and started talking about the giant. So the giant came through the door and attacked Hulk Hogan, but it out came Vader off from the side of the stage, followed by the rest of the Dungeon of Doom off from the side of the stage, which, you know, you could claim that, okay, they were in the Dungeon of Doom because they are members of it, but, okay. And then Sting, yeah. and, Sting and Randy Savage come running in off the side of the stage. So that leads us to a very important question, Brian. Why yeah. was Sting, Randy Savage, and Vader in the Dungeon of Doom already? Ah, oh, probably something back a couple beers. Like with uh, Zodiac and Shark? Yeah. I mean, Zodiac, Zodiac probably had, you know, had to do a couple haircuts maybe, so it sounds going a little off the top, you know, his bangs trimmed, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, and so the Giant and Vader faced off, and you know what I found funny? Giant and Vader hmm. have never wrestled. Big Show and Vader. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no. no. Because Vader, two weeks later, was fired from WCW for being beaten up by Paul Orndorff. And then... um, And then by the time... Yep. In flip-flops. And then by the time Big Show um, ended up back in... uh, Ended up in WWF, Vader was gone for a few months by then as well. So, poor bastard... I I imagine that could have been a good match. Yeah. Possibly. Um, but then, you know, it's time for the main event. Vader in a two on one handicap match against Ric Flair and Arn Anderson, double A. Yeah. Any thoughts? Not really. I mean I I think this match was just a build up to Anderson and Flair turning on one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically the match was it was supposed to be a handicap match but it was pretty much just Vader versus Arn Anderson because Flair even though he beat Vader at Starcade 93 which the announcer yeah. conveniently forgot um, he uh, he uh, announcer or Flair just refused to get in um, until Vader was worn down Um Anderson actually hit him with the spine buster, which was quite impressive. Yes, it was. It was a good spine buster too. I mean, it was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and but at the end of the day, uh, Vader laid up Flair a bunch of times, but Arn Anderson kept making the save for him, kept making the save. And finally, when Vader laid out Arn, Flair had the chance to make the save, but didn't. Yeah. Of course, that's how Flair rolled. And, uh, well, Vader won. Um, and uh, after the match, to end the show, Hogan, Sting, and Savage all yelled at each other and yelled at the crowd and yelled at Vader, and that's how the show went off the air. That's pretty much them bitching. And they didn't yes. have their wives around, so yes. Nope. They declared no, war indeed. on Dungeon of Doom. Yes, it's, you know, they wanted to know where Vader's head was. Vader, who put on his singlet backwards, just uh, just yelled, and that was it. A lot, yes. They, I told you, it was a bitch fest for their wives. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, so that was the show. Um, yeah, Brian, easy thumbs down for me. What do you think? Yeah, I must say on this one, we don't agree much on these shows. Well, I think we agreed on three out of four, but yes. Or four out of six, how many of these? Yes. I think this is a six episode. Yes, six. We've lasted six shows and they haven't haven't thrown us off the air yet. I was going to say, we're going to have at least a seventh. Um, (laughs) They tried throwing us off the air. Um, Did they? Well, about 20 minutes ago. I got extra as damn Mother Nature. Sorry. Brian, Brian forgot what just happened. Um, yeah, of course. That's how I roll. He, he's got smarticle particles. Um, For a long couple and weeks. I, I, I'm sure it was. Um, <laughs> and before we finish up tonight, I wanted to, you know, the WWE Money in the Bank show is this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, I wanted to see what uh, get some predictions from Brian and me and see um, if either of us turns out to be a great prognosticator come this time next week. <laughs> so, you know, I went I went to Wikipedia where there's currently four matches listed and, of course, there's a fifth rumored match and we'll go through all those here in a minute. Um, as we'll start from the bottom up with the match that uh, may or may not happen, uh, Big E versus Rusev. Ah! I don't know about this one. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say Rusev. Yeah. Um, they had a fun match at uh, Payback, and, you know, I think this match will be fun too, but I think it's an easy win for Rusev as they prepare him Rusev, for whomever the hell he's going to be wrestling. Yep. Um, Paige versus Naomi for the Divas title. I'm going to say Paige. Any particular reasons? No, it's, uh, it's Naomi's just there. Uh, yeah. So, no, I, give well, it, I give it to Paige. Well, I'll go into a little more depth of this with the next match. Um, actually, there's six matches now that I look at it. Um, six matches that may happen. But um, I figured there's either going to be a heel turn in this match or in the um, other tag match. Um, and I ended up uh, going with uh, with uh, this one, figuring that Cameron is going to cost Naomi the title, whether advertently or inadvertently, and lead to her heel turn. Uh, which leads us to right on that one. Yep, which leads us to Rybaxel versus Goldust and Stardust. 
that actual match now? It seems like it's going to, and in case it does, we might as well get our predictions in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, fig- I figured either one of two things were going to happen. Um, either Cameron was going to turn on Na- on uh, Naomi, or Cody mm-hmm. was going to turn on Goldust. But I don't think it's time yet for the brothers, even though we've probably been saying this for six or seven months now. It's not yet time for the Rose yeah. to break up. Uh, right back, so won at payback, so uh, Cody and Goldie win again. Whoa, 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 you know it. You're picking Zack right. Ryder to win this match, okay. Yeah. So Brian picked Zack Ryder to win. Inner, my inner Zack Ryder. Yep. But yes, I agree Brian, with you. Brian picked Zack Ryder, and um, the uh, Usos versus the Wyatts, do we see a title change? Yes. I strongly believe the Wyatts will lock out the tag team champions. I was going to say that reason, for a while. It's just in my mind. I was going to say that for a while, but I, when I was thinking it, I was thinking there was going to be a sweep, that they'd win the tag belts and Bray would win the ladder match. But I changed ah. my mind on Bray. I changed my mind on Bray winning, so I'm going to change my mind on the Wyatts winning. So I got the Usos to retain the belts. No, I think that's what we're going to, I think I might one-up you on that one. Well, we'll see. But going yeah. to the two that are going to cause one of us to be right and one of us to be wrong with this whole thing, the Money in the Bank, first of all, the contract match. Um, in case you've not been reading wrestling news and uh, you come to us for your insider knowledge, and I mean, who doesn't? Um, I know, we're wait. like the best in the world. Of course. Wade Barrett is injured and may be out of the Money in the Bank match. He injured his shoulder at the SmackDown tapings. Jack Swagger, the career killer that he is, um, threw Wade Wade shoulder first into the barricades, and Wade wasn't too happy. No. Um, No. WWE, WWE, as of right now, hasn't yet announced he's not in the match. So, you know, he's an option, but... uh, Wade Barrett, Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler, Jack Swagger, Kofi Kingston, Rob Van Dam, and Seth Rollins. It's a fairly random seven-pack. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Seth Rollins. What do you think? See, I I, I think Barrett will win it, but if Barrett's not in it, whoever replaces him will win it. So either Wade Barrett or... The other ones are just so random. I don't know. It's like they turned Seth heel just a month ago, and you know if he's going to be in it, I think he's got to win it. And yeah. you know, you could say well Ambrose could win it, and then whatever. But you know, it's like if Ambrose turned heel a month ago, I would have said sure, let Ambrose win it. But you know, I think it's uh, Seth Rollins' time. Whether or not he cashes in and actually wins the title or not is a story for another day. Um, mm-hmm. Or he could either cash in and win it big and become a future Daniel Bryan, or he could become Damian Sandow, who I <laughs> pick, who, who I predicted that after he cashed in and lost, that he would become a much bigger star. I was wrong. Yeah, how that work out for you? I have been regretting that ever since, and you know mm-hmm. and. There's a whole bunch of little things, too. When, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, 
during the Royal Rumble pool, there was a Royal Rumble pool, and I got number three. And so, of course, who came out as number three? Sandow. <laughs> and who was the first person eliminated? Sandow. Sandow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so then we go to the Money in the Bank title match um, for the Unified World Undisputed Championship. Alberto Del Rio, Bray Wyatt, Antonio Cesaro, John Cena, Kane, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and Sheamus. Who do you got, Brian? I'm going to have to say Cena, unfortunately, because it's going to set up him and Barack at SummerSlam. Like, yep. like if you look at the eight people, who will go draw the money to face Brock at SummerSlam? You could, unfortunately, you could John make, Cena. Yeah. You could make the case that it might be time to do a Roman Reigns title reign. Um, yeah. You know, that that was who my pick originally. Actually, no, my pick originally was Bray, and I changed my yeah. mind and was going to go with Roman. But, you know, it's like, it's... If he's going to win the title, I don't see him winning it in an eight-person title match. Um, yeah. Cena versus Lesnar, while yes, it's an under-four, was a very, very good match, and it would be a very, very good SummerSlam main event. Mm. But I don't know. And this kind of goes back to, if you pick somebody other than Cena, what does Cena do at SummerSlam? Yeah. Like... Yeah, who's he gonna? Who's is he gonna wrestle? Randy Orton? Is he, like Kane is probably gonna wrestle Daniel Bryan if Bryan is healthy. Um, mm. But maybe Cena versus uh, what's his name, uh, Rusev. But you know something? I gotta be different, and I could be horribly, horribly wrong, or this could be the yeah. greatest prognostication ever. But I'm picking Cesaro. I knew you were gonna say that for some reason. I'm. I don't know why. And, and you know, he could just be the red herring in the match. He's there to make people think, hey, he's a Paul Heyman guy, and he'll, they could have him win the title and turn face and face Lesnar and blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. I'm just like, yeah. I just got this feeling they don't – I don't know if they don't want to go with Cena. I don't know, I, I'm confident. Like, the following people are not going to win Money in the Bank. Alberto Del Rio is not going to win. Uh, Kane, no. sorry, Brian, is not going to win. Sheamus no, is not going to win, and I'm mm. pretty sure, and I'm almost going to bet my uh, last dollar that Randy Orton is not going to win either. So that yeah. leaves Bray, who's been meh since uh, the Cena feud ended. Uh, Cena, mm. who he doesn't need this to get a title shot. Uh, Roman yeah. Reigns. Roman Reigns, if I'm wrong, I think Roman Reigns wins. I don't think Cena wins. I think if Cesaro doesn't win, Roman Reigns wins. But we'll find out Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. But that is going to wrap things up. Brian, we survived another episode. Well, Mother Nature got us for a little bit there, but we fought back. I, I can't wait to go back to listen to this show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be interesting for me. I'm gonna have to do it when I get to my when I go to my other job though later on. But yes. Mhm. So before we go, have you got any problems with a uh, hotel that you want to mention? Um, no. Um, just just, just kind of like how uh, 
Hogan, Sting, and Savage declared war on the Dungeon of Doom. Um, I'm probably going to declare war here soon because um, you don't intimidate, you don't make fun of me, and you don't try to impersonate me behind my back because eventually it will come back to haunt you. And I have so much shit on this on this hotel that I can probably get a good half of their staff fired. So they don't want to start shit with me, but if they do, I'm I'm all for it. So yeah. Well, so news to say, Brian recently left a job. Um, <laughs> that, that and I'm okay with that. And, and I'm okay with that. Just like, take a I seat, Brian. Line. I am finished. Just, just, just take a seat, Brian. Okay. Um, and, um, just as a reminder, next week um, we will not be live, but uh, we will be on the air with Brian Alvarez of F4W Online. His uh, book does drop in October, Death of WCW, 10th Anniversary. You can pre-order it now on Amazon. Um, and we will be back in two weeks to review uh, the WWE Breaking Point pay-per-view from September of 2009. And, Brian, do you have anything left to say to the Phobians? No, just feel free to add me on Facebook. That's B-R-I-A-N, not B-R-Y, B-R-I-A-N, and follow us. Uh, join our Facebook group and hope to listen. Hope you guys listen in the next couple weeks. The next week's interview should be great. So take care, y'all. His, his last name is Whitner. W I T N E R. Um, yes. And add me as well on Facebook, Emerson Whitner. Follow me on Twitter at Really Real E W. And see you next week. Goodbye, folks. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.